guys thank you so much this is your friend brother spencer here doing our thursday night live stream i see a lot of our regulars in the live chat and we appreciate you all you guys got anna banana dupree we got uh verily verily kc hammer ac uh let's see a bunch of donna smith jason millwood i i need to learn how to read and uh, ashley montoya and uh, ashley says thank you spencer for faithfully preaching the gospel in this channel too Today is two years since the Lord saved me out of Elevation Church. Forever grateful to the Third Adam series. What a blessing. Amen. What a blessing. Yeah. That's yeah. good. So thank you so much, Ashley, for that. God bless you. And uh, that deserves to be on the screen. Let's put that up there and uh, see if we can make that happen. I, I'm going back here. There it is. And uh, see if my mouse will cooperate. I'm having a lot of mouse trouble and uh, here. So praise the Lord for you, Ashley, and uh, what the Lord's done in your life. Got I get uh, We get a lot of emails like that, and thank God for that. The Lord's using this. This is a, a meaningful, meaningful channel we have here, one of the things we're trying to accomplish. So we appreciate you guys. Do us a favor tonight. Try to uh, go ahead and uh, smite your like button, if you will. We've got 300 people watching, only 106 thumbs up so far. So about two-thirds of you have not not yet smitten thine like button, and that makes Johnny very sad. It makes him very, very emotional, yes. and we do not want Johnny being emotional. Speaking of Johnny, how you doing over there, Johnny? Good. Good. Are you emotional right now? I'm emotionally stable right now. Emotionally yes. stable. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Teardrops coming down right Yeah. Now. That's, that's just a sad thing. <laughs> and then we've got uh, Levi over there wearing that uh, that uh, Nebraska stuff. Yeah. And uh, we gotta cool. we got to work on this guy. That's okay. That's <laughs> Okay, and uh, Colonel Sanders, and then Colonel Nebraska over there, and uh, so that's just fine. We appreciate you guys. Well, go ahead and uh, and smite your like button. We're up to 135 thumbs up now, so that's pretty good. So go ahead and hit that, and then also, if you would please share this video on your uh, on your Facebook page and on your Twitter page and all that stuff. Just share everybody. Let everybody know that we're going live here tonight. Tonight's topic is the heart of the hard preacher. And we're going to talk about that for a little while, do a little bit of a Bible study with you, something that I've been studying and something that I plan on speaking on uh, here in my next meeting up in Michigan. So that's going to be really good. And over here to my my left is Wesley Roberts. He's over there in the corner, and he is uh, sitting there in timeout right now. And he's going to be singing for us for just a little while tonight. So that's going to be a good night. We've got a great lineup for you tonight, and uh, that'll be good. We uh, we got a, this, this book out, Brother Johnny, and uh, this is the Dr. Matters Bible Topic Guide book and uh, we actually did a commercial for this you've seen this commercial yeah, haven't you I have. and uh, we, we made a new commercial a funny commercial for this and uh, so we're going to try to play that at this time and uh, when we come back uh, we well, I gotta find it I lost it already <laughs> and uh, so we gotta we gotta try to find that and uh, let's see here Bible topic guidebook commercial you guys want to see this it's gonna be really funny we'll be right back Easier. God didn't lessen what came against you. He said, we need to see difficulties in a new light. 
Instead of being upset, under your breath, just whisper, thank you, you just served me. Oh. Oh. Before Jesus could be crucified and rise from the dead, he had to be betrayed. You, that's, that's just... If everyone would have loved Jesus, if everyone would have been for him, we wouldn't have salvation. Oh. Judas didn't come up with that on his own. He was a pawn in the hand of God. He was serving Jesus' destiny. <laughs> Jesus understood without the betrayal, he couldn't fulfill his purpose. <laughs> you could say that Judas did more for Jesus than any of the other disciples. <laughs> You need them to reach your destiny from A to B to C. Sometimes he'll find he's going to finish. One hour later. Three hours later. Joseph did as a Approximately ten hours later. Wow, this book made me feel a lot better. Everybody should have a copy of the Doctrine Matters Bible Topic Guidebook. Order yours today. Joseph had plenty of reasons to live better. But you never read where he complained. You never read where he had a bad attitude. I'll never forget that. <laughs> Thank you for serving me. <laughs> you know, somebody somebody rear-ends you and the and you know breaks your back. Thank you for serving me. Yeah. You know, what an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and that whole deal about Judas served Jesus more did more for Jesus than anybody. <laughs> <laughs> he did more than any disciple, really? What, okay. a, what an idiot. <laughs> Joel Osteen has got to be either the dumbest or the smartest person to ever live. I mean, he, he's like he's he's running the biggest con that has ever been run on humankind ever. You the know, biggest and longest con ever. Yeah, this dude is like like either the greatest troll in human history or he is a dark hearted, evil, lost man. <laughs> I just don't know what to do with Joel Osteen sometimes. And uh, so we got a couple good comments here. Brother J.D. Burke says that uh, Osteen's grits aren't in the center of the plate. <laughs> uh, so, and Alibaba said, I guess I better get the book appealing to my SpongeBob Spencer. And, uh, so <laughs> and Dupree. And Dupree has opinions. Uh, she has done the face palm emoji, and uh, praise the Lord for that. And uh, that's so good. And Cheney can't spell her last name is dying, uh, laughing. And Lou Ellen Stevens says, Spencer is triggered. I was triggered. That triggered yeah. me real bad. I, I, I was screaming into the Dr. Matters pillow <laughs> and everything. <laughs> I was having a bad day. And uh, so it's, uh, it is a uh, quite a blessing. And uh, Brother Cook said, Judas Osteen. So anyway, so Donna Smith says, Spencer, get a bang out of your commercials. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> and uh, New Priest says, nice product placement, Spencer. <laughs> you know, when I go like this and my, you know, the, the ding. God, that goes. That's that's really good. That needs yeah. to be in every video. Yeah. That needs to be in every video going forward. You forgot that. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> you know, Billy Mays is the one who did all that. You know, do you know how he died? Uh -uh. Billy Mays died of a heart attack in his sleep. 
And the coroner, like when they did, you know, they did toxicology report, did cause of death. They said there was so much cocaine in this man's system. Yeah. They don't even know how he lived. And I thought that makes a lot of sense. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's like, he's like, oh, my goodness, OxyClean is the best thing ever. But wait, you know, he's like, he's all like, he's literally <laughs> like over the top. <laughs> the dude wakes up and he's at 11 out of 10. You know, he's like, hey, you know, all, it, it had to be it had to be something. <laughs> he drank coffee. Calm down. Yeah, it, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he was making coffee nervous and meth was looking at him saying, whoa, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I mean, but the dude was the dude was too much. And. Uh, so, but that's someone asked him. Said, "Why did you? Uh, why, why did you yell all the time?" He says, "Because when I yell, people listen." <laughs> and so, I don't know what I don't know what the, the deal with all that is. But yeah, uh, Billy Mays died of uh, of uh, cocaine addiction, and <laughs> doesn't surprise me at all. No. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Anyway, and uh, whatever. So, hey, here's something we got going on tonight, guys. Uh, we have put a uh, a link in the live chat for these CDs. We have two CDs in stock. Uh, this week, and uh, we have limited supplies, but the Brown family were here, and uh, we got a we got forty CDs from them. So these are available. Uh, you can pay for them in the PayPal. Only nineteen ninety nine. I sound like Billy Mays now. Yeah. Uh, twenty dollars uh, for U.S. only right now. Uh, twenty dollars. You can go ahead and get this in the PayPal. We're trying to make this available to everybody. And then also we've got this Wesley Roberts CD. He'll be singing here in just a little bit. He'll be live in studio, live and in living color. That was your favorite uh, show, wasn't? Johnny, that's Levi. In Levi, Carla. Yeah, and uh, so that's where Jim Carrey got started. Yeah, I think so. You know, yeah, and uh, and the Wayans brothers and all that stuff like that. Whatever. Anyway, we'll we'll talk '90s uh, sitcom history later. And uh, but Wesley, we, uh, not Wesley. Uh, Levi, Levi loves '90s sitcom history because he likes to talk about Friends. And uh, so you know. But anyway, this is this is available in the PayPal below. There is a link in the description of this video, and you can get either one of these. They're they're twenty dollars each. You can go ahead and get you one and that will be good so uh a lot to talk about a lot to talk about i got this book here we were moving books today and i found this book and it's, it's some old book i bought i don't even know what year this is brother johnny but i'm gonna i'm gonna just randomly read a few uh 1975 i'm gonna randomly read a few of these these old jokes 1975 jokes and you guys tell me if they're funny okay so you ready levi you ready all right so um what some wait patiently Okay, here's a joke. These are 1975. This is a Christian book, uh, joke book. I asked a little boy, what is a lie? He said, it is an abomination unto the Lord and a very present help in the time of need. <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny. I thought that was good. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Um, and, and I'm just reading these at random, so no order here. In Des Moines, Iowa, the chief of police made a made every child or adult attaining a bicycle license memorize ten rules. One of the rules is watch out for pedestrians. One seven-year-old boy got the other nine right, but the tenth one, he said, look out for Presbyterians. <laughs> you better watch out for those Presbyterians. Are there any Presbyterians in the live chat tonight? I don't know. So anyway, let's try let's try this one here. Um <clears throat> Let's see here. Uh, 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 let's see here. A Glasgow preacher said said the gospel suits the British Isles. The Welshman likes something to sing about. The Irishman likes something to fight about. And the Englishman likes something to talk about. And the Scotsman likes it because it's free. 
Is that a stinker? Uh, yeah. Is that a, that a, anyway. a bomb? So okay, here we go. Um, no boy, that's it's uh, that that's that's racially insensitive. But, uh, so oh, on, we'll, we'll move on to the next one. I ain't doing that one. Um, we'll see. <laughs> oh no. Um, I'll see here. Uh, I don't. I don't. Some of these don't even make any sense to me. Um, oh boy, there's a lot of. Boy, I can't read some of these. <laughs> the times have changed. Yeah, so and uh, changed. so, oh, let's see here. I went to see a woman whose husband had died. Ask her, was your husband covered by the insurance when he died? She said, oh, no, just his nightshirt. <laughs> that's a really bad one. Yeah, that's a really bad one. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway. So, anyway, that that's funny. That, that, maybe, there's maybe some funny things. Of that. A very helpful, very present help in the time of need. <laughs> yeah, that's what a line is. One. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, there's all, all kinds of crazy jokes here. Anyway, well, we're gonna get into it tonight. Uh, tonight, I want to talk to you for a bit. And uh, we'll take a couple breaks here along the way. I want you guys to really get into this and, and pay attention to what we're going to talk about tonight. Um, I made some notes, and I'm going, to, I'm going to preach about this when I go to Michigan. But I'm going to talk to you tonight about the subject, the heart of the hard preacher, the heart of the hard preacher. And um, what I want to do is I want to start off here, if I can, and I got I got some some notes here on my tablet and I want to show you a couple of things. Second uh, Corinthians chapter seven is where I want to go, and I, I'm gonna I'm formulating these thoughts in my mind and going to uh, be preaching some of this stuff in Michigan. I want everybody to really, uh, if you're gonna be up in Michigan, Western Michigan, Holland, and Muskegon area, come see me. Uh, we'll make a post about where we're going to be. Um, but First uh, Corinthians, Paul writes to the church, of course, Corinth, and man, they are into all kinds of weird stuff. I mean, like they're they're. The church is like a total disaster. It's really, really not good. But he says, he writes a whole letter to them and corrects them. In the second letter, he kind of reaffirms his love for them. And he says this in verse number eight. He says, for though I made you sorry with a letter, I do not repent, though I did repent. For I received that the same epistle hath made you sorry, though it were but for a season. Now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that you sorrowed to repentance. For you were made sorry after a godly manner, that you might receive damage by us in nothing. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. He says this, For behold, this selfsame thing that you sorrowed after a godly sort, what carefulness it wrought in you, yea, what clearing of yourselves, yea, what indignation, yea, what fear, yea, what vehement desire, yea, what zeal, yea, what revenge. I like that word revenge right there. In all things, you have approved yourselves to be clear in this matter. And I want you to pay special or close attention to that word approved right there. Wherefore, though I wrote unto you, it did not for this cause, uh, if uh, I did it not for the cause that had done the wrong, nor for his cause that suffered wrong, but that our care for you in the sight of God might appear unto you. Now, Here's the thing. We started off with Joel Osteen tonight. We talked about him for just a bit, and uh, we, you know, we showed you some of the things that he is all into. Uh, the guy is like overtly over the top positive to the point where he actually has to put a spin 
on everything in the Bible to make it some sort of positive slant. I want to tell you, truth be told, the Bible sometimes is not a very positive book. Sometimes the Bible is a very harsh book and a very straight book. And I think if you're going to be preaching the Bible in this modern day, you're going to have to preach against sin. And you hear me and you hear me well, ladies and gentlemen. Any preacher who will not preach against sin is not a Bible preacher. I want to say that again to you because I want you to really get that. Any preacher who will not preach against sin is not a Bible preacher. I want to add to that as well. Any, any preacher or YouTuber or whatever that will not preach against false teachers like Stephen Furtick is not a Bible preacher preacher. They may be a brother. They may be saved. They may love the Lord. They may they may be a good man and may have may may exceed and excel in uh, of me in several areas of their life and all that good and well. But they're not a Bible preacher. I want to tell you with all of my heart, I want to be a Bible preacher. I want to say, thus saith the Lord. I was talking to a preacher not too long ago about about Bible preaching. And he told me this, he, and he really, I, I think he was right, and I think it was so powerful the way he put it. He said, you know, if, 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 I have, if I have to do something other than preaching to get you to come to church, something other than the Bible and the Word of God, then I, I'm just going to let you walk. Because as a New Testament preacher, the only card that I have to play is Bible preaching. Jesus, Calvary, and repentance, and love for Jesus. That, that's all I have. That's the only card that I have to play. Now, some men build churches by politics. I think Greg Locke is building his church by uh, politics. There's no doubt in my mind, and he's, he's uh, accommodating all kinds of wild, charismatic nonsense, and, uh, and it's a problem to me. I think he's building his church off politics and shock jock stuff. Um, but there's very few people out there who are just actually preaching the Bible and telling you what the Bible actually has to say. So, Here's what here's what I want you guys to see. Paul rebukes them, but he doesn't do it because he hates them. I want you to know that we we live in a society now that any man who does anything differently than Joel Osteen, where he's he's smooth and he's melodic, hey, and he's just affirming you and every little thing and and trying to put a positive spin on everything that's out there. Um, he that man is not in line with the Apostle Paul. If you go through and you read the first, the book of 1 Corinthians, Paul goes through and literally, it's almost like you're reading a cuss letter. He is, he's roasting these people. He's letting them have it. He's correcting them. And in 2 Corinthians, it goes through and explains to them why. And we'll get into that for just a little bit. But I want to tell you that uh, we uh, God's people have a, have a problem in that they have... The word love has been redefined and subverted away from us to where love all the time has a smile on its face. We think of love as, a, as an indefinite, smiley, happy thing all the time. But love doesn't always have a smile on its face. Sometimes love points a finger right in your face and, and rebukes you in Jesus' name. And that is what love is. I saw a video not too long ago on the internet, and it was of a of a, a person being attacked by an animal. 
and it, I, I, it was I saw several. I mean, people go go out to Wyoming every year and, and get killed by buffalo, and it's kind of like a running joke by the locals there. You know, how many people are going to get buffaloed this year out in Wyoming during tourist season? That's that's a thing. It's it's kind of a running joke out there. But, you know, these tourists will walk up to a buffalo, and they'll walk up to a baby buffalo. What do you call a baby buffalo? I don't know. A buffalo. We'll just call it a baby buffalo. There you go. <laughs> they'll walk up, get too close to a baby buffalo, and mama buffalo don't like you getting that close to baby buffalo. And next thing you know, you got a tourist flying in the air, legs straight up, and their shoes their shoes go this way, the body goes this way, their wig goes this way, and, and it's a mess. And next thing you know, the ambulance comes out, and it's a hospital visit. Why did that buffalo buffalo that tourist? That's a, I, I never would have thought I'd say that sentence ever in my life. I like it. That was good. Why did that buffalo buffalo that tourist? Was it hate? No, it wasn't hate at all. The reason that person got tossed up in the air like they did was because that buffalo loved this baby buffalo. Love looks like that sometimes. And I want to tell you that uh, if if you and people are talking of making buffalo jokes in the comment section, and I can't I can't look. I got I got to delete it. I got to turn it off. I'm, I'm gonna laugh right in the middle of that. You people are too funny. Um, love does not always have a smile on its face. Sometimes love is corrective. Sometimes love is strong. Sometimes the love says, "Hey, no, you're not doing that where I am." And here's what I want you to see, and we're going to just walk through a couple things here. The heart of the hard preacher is that he wants you to have this word stamped upon your life. 2 Corinthians 7 verse 11 says, approved yourselves. Meaning that the hard preacher, the preacher who preaches the truth and lets you know, hey, this is not right. The reason he does that is because he wants you to be approved in the eyes of God. He wants you to be approved in the eyes of God. If I go back to one chapter here and go to verse number four, he says, but all things approving ourselves is the minister of God. And he talks about all the things that we have to be approved of. And uh, he goes on in chapter number 10. He even uses the word approved again in verse number 18. <clears throat> he says this. He says, but he that commendeth himself is approved, but whom the Lord commendeth. And so he, he talks about this whole idea of being approved unto God. And I, I, I want everybody to realize that this is the motive behind the rebuking preacher. He wants you guys to be approved unto God. He wants you to be right with God. And he wants you to not be some sort of casualty in the, in the work of God and church work. Guys, I want to tell you right now, that's my my goal here in preaching to the to the great hither, the great abyss of YouTube, is I want somebody out there to get it. And I want you guys to understand the truth of the Word of God and not get swept away and all this nonsense is out there. I want you to be a part of what God is doing. And I want you to be a part of what the Lord is doing in this in, in the world. It is an amazing thing. I want you guys to be in a good church. <clears throat> I've said it over and over again. Our live stream is not a substitute for the local church. The local church is the local church. My YouTube channel is not the local church. And I want you to be in the local church and be a part of that because I want you to be approved unto God and I want you to know what it is that God has for you. So uh, let me do this. Here's what I want you to see, guys. Um, the Apostle Paul goes through and explains in chapter number three, he explains the importance of the gospel. And uh, he, he goes on and just you know, says a, a lot of things here. Let's just go to chapter four if we can. 
He says, uh, he says, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, and whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So he talks about the glory of the gospel in chapter 4. In chapter 3, he talks about the glory of the New Testament. <clears throat> and uh, he talks about how that there's, there's, I mean, the glory of the New Testament, chapter 3, the glory of the gospel, chapter 4. In chapter 5, he talks about the glory of the new birth. And he says here, verse number 17, uh, he says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. So Paul lays the groundwork and says, listen, the, the New Testament is glorious. The, in chapter 4, he says the gospel is glorious. In chapter 5, he says that the new birth is glorious. This is, this is what life is all about. The new covenant, the gospel, and preaching the gospel so that people get to experience the new birth. This is where everything's at. And then he says this in chapter 6, verse 1. He says, We then as workers together with him beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. What he's saying there, he's saying, guys, listen, you are Christian people. You are you are God's people, and you have this opportunity to be a fellow laborer and a worker in the New Testament, the, the work of getting people saved, the work of preaching the new covenant, the work of preaching the gospel, and the work of seeing the new birth, and you guys are going to waste your life in carnality, and you're going to receive the grace of God in vain. Now that does not mean that a person who who is going to get saved is like a person gets saved and then they lose their salvation. They receive the grace of God in vain. No, what that means is you got you received the grace of God, but then you didn't let God use your life. <clears throat> That's what that means. And then even Second Corinthians chapter six, he 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 pleads with them. He said, "Look, get your life in order. Get get unequally yoked with the world." <coughs> Verse fourteen says this. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? And what part is, does, uh, hath he that believeth with an infidel? He's saying, guys, the gospel is important. And, and the new birth is important. And the New Testament is important. And, and you're going to receive the grace of God in vain if you don't separate from this old world system. And I think that's the problem today. We have so many people that are out there that they are literally trying their best to just, just accommodate the world. And God has called you not to accommodate the world. God has called you to separate from the world and live according to his will. And then he goes on in chapter number seven. I'm just going to hop, skip, and jump to this book, really. And, and he goes through, and Paul basically says, look, guys, check, listen to me, please. Receive us. We've wronged no man. We've corrupted no man. We have defrauded no man. He said, I speak not this to condemn you, for I have said before that ye are in our hearts to live and to die with you. Folks, I want to show you, this is the heart of a hard preacher. We need some hard preachers today who will let, let it fly and just tell the truth. And he's saying this. He's saying, guys, I'm not saying these things to you to condemn you. I'm saying these things because I love you. Even verse number four says this, Great is my boldness of speech towards you. Great is my glorying of you. I am filled with comfort. I am exceedingly joyful in all of our tribulation. And so he goes on, he says, Look, I'm just trying to show you. I'm trying to show you the truth of all this. Go to verse number eight. He says, For though I made you sorry with a letter, I do not repent. Though I did repent, for I received the same epistle that hath made you sorry, though it were for a season. He said, Guys, I had to let you have it. You guys were way out of control. I had to tell you the truth. I had to, I had to, I had to 
I had to yell at you and, and straighten you out because I knew that you, you needed to hear this. And uh, there's, there's so much more here. And really, I want to say this to you guys. There is a biblical precedent for hard preaching. In this day and age of lovey-dovey left-wing softies, especially those who claim to be evangelical Christians that are out there, um, w w you guys are not preaching the way the people in the Bible preach. You know, I go back to the New Testament, I see the Lord Jesus Christ preach, and he called, he called the false teachers of that day, he said, you're a generation of vipers, how can you escape the damnation of hell? The Lord Jesus Christ even called a politician a derogatory term. He called Herod a fox, which was, you know, like calling him a, like saying that dirty dog, Joe Biden. That, that was the equivalent of saying something like that. Jesus Christ, the lovey-dovey, you know, hippie, skippy, you know, hip-hopping through the tulips all the time. Maybe not hip-hopping through the tulips, <laughs> but skipping through the tulips. You know, this lovey-dovey hippie Jesus. He preached like that. And he said, you generation of vipers, how shall you escape the damnation of hell? I go on to the book of Acts and I see the stoning of Stephen. He says, you stiff neck and uncircumcised at heart. I mean, how often has, has God sent prophets to you and you stoned all of them? I mean, that that is preaching. That's preaching. And then I go here and I see what Paul did to the church of Corinth. Man, he, he let him have it. But the heart of the hard preacher is not one that wants to hurt you. It's one that wants to help you. I have learned a lot through the years um, of watching football coaches. And uh, but Johnny, you you watch football much? Not much. No. Well, I'm not even going to talk to Levi about football. <laughs> he's watching um, the wrong team. I know he's he's not. He just can't. He's not right. But but I, I've watched a lot of these guys and um, and. The Dallas Cowboys head coach, uh, uh, Jimmy Johnson, was the University of Miami coach for a little while. And uh, <clears throat> he would get these guys in, and they would be raw. I mean, just a raw young man, but a talent. And, and he would literally just scream at this guy and yell at him and holler at him and just chew the guy's head off, put him on the sideline, let him have it some more, and send him back out on the field. And the guy would go out there and do his job and, and be an excellent football player. I think Jimmy Johnson sent a lot of guys to the NFL because of the uh, because of the you know the way he handled them. Someone asked him, said, "You know, Jimmy Johnson, why do you why do you why are you so hard on these young men?" And he said this. He and I never forgot. I, I wrote it down somewhere. I've got it written down. He said, uh, "If you treat a man as he should be, like like you're a great football player, and I'm going to treat you like the great football player that you are. He said, if you treat a man like he should be, then he will become that. But if you treat him as he is, if he's a sorry, low-down football player, he ain't got no character, and you treat him like that, he will never rise to, to the occasion to become the great leader and the great man that he ought to be. And I thought to myself, you know, that's true. That's true. The Apostle Paul here, when he's doing this, he's saying the same thing. He said, you guys are Christians. You guys are Christians out there, out there in Corinth. I can't really get to you because I got this kind of legal thing that I'm stuck in here. I'm kind of stuck in jail. So I'm going to write you a letter, and I'm going to tell you guys, 
you, some things you need to hear because you need to rise to the occasion. You need to step up your game. And I'm not going to coddle you in your sin. And I'm not going to tell you that you're okay when you're not okay. What you people are doing is wrong. What you people are doing is sin. What you people are doing is wickedness. And what you people are doing is not right in the eyes of God. And I'm going to tell you that. And I'm not telling you that to hurt you. It's the exact opposite. I'm doing that because I love you and I want you to rise to the occasion and I want you guys to be out here doing the will of God and wearing and doing it right. And that's what he's saying here. He says, uh, he said, you're made God, you were made sorrow after a godly manner that you might receive damage in us by nothing. I mean, he goes on, he says, look, he said, I speak not this to condemn you for I have said before that you are in our hearts to die and to live with you. I want to tell you this, that uh, I believe that if a man has no great boldness of speech, then he has no love. I'm going to tell you, the most, the most ungodly, evil, monstrous man that hates you more than anything is the man who won't tell you the truth about your sin. That's, good. That's for sure. The most ungodly, evil, hateful man who ever lived is the man who will not tell you about your sin. There's an old Puritan story I read years ago about a man who, a Puritan man who had gotten a new gun. And back in those days, you had to hunt a lot or else you didn't eat. He got a new gun and he had a tree on his property that he used to go out there and sight in his rifles and stuff. And he, so he went out there and took that gun and uh, took it to the tree that he was sh normally shot at. And when he got out there, he found a young man asleep on the trunk of that tree. And he said to that young man, woke him up and says, young man, I would not hurt you for anything but you are sitting where I'm about to shoot. And I think that's the truth when it comes to preaching. I wouldn't hurt you for anything, but you guys are sitting where I'm about to shoot. And the truth is a preacher has a calling to shoot where God tells him to shoot and to say what God tells him to say and to do what God tells him to do. And if, and if, God, if God leads the man of God to preach on your sin, then let him preach on your sin. You, you need to hear it, and I need to hear it. And, uh, and there's a difference between men who are harsh preachers and men who are hard preachers. I think a harsh preacher is just trying to be a jerk. I think he's just trying to get a rise out of the crowd. And I think he gets some sort of carnal pleasure by upsetting people. Any man like that, th those guys don't last very long in the ministry, I've noticed. Those men don't, they, they, they run a circle and that circle kind of burns out and they lose all their opportunities and they end up pastoring some church that they can manipulate. Hello, Phil kid, how you doing? Yeah, I said it. And they end up pastoring some church somewhere, and then that, that burns out and dwindles out, and uh, they, they don't care about people. I would even say the same of Stephen Anderson, but it's true of that. They just, they just love, they just, love just, just irritating everybody all the time, and that's, that's, that's cruel. That's what that is. That's not any man. I mean, let me back up and say this. There was a man who said that, that D.L. Moody was the only man alive who was allowed to preach on hell. And they said the reason that D.L. Moody was the only man alive who was allowed to preach on hell is because every time D.L. Moody preached on hell, he wept and cried. I've heard men preach on hell as if, as if they wanted people to go there. I've heard men preach on hell as if they wanted people to go there. I've heard men preach on sin as if they were glad that people were dying in sin. And I've heard men preach on, on, uh, on church membership as if they didn't want anybody to come to church. 
and uh, that's a problem. So there are, sure, there are harsh preachers, but that's not the heart of the Apostle Paul. I'm talking about the heart of the hard preacher. I wonder what the difference is. Maybe we should explore that topic, the difference between a hard preacher and a harsh preacher. I would say probably the hard preacher is one who preaches out of obedience to God. Maybe the harsh preacher is one who preaches out of some sort of carnal sens sensationalism. He desires to just say something outrageous to get a shock out of the crowd. Maybe another difference between the hard preacher and the harsh preacher is the hard preacher has something to say from the Word of God. And maybe the harsh preacher just has something to say on social issues of the day, hot buttons of that day. Maybe the hard preacher, maybe the hard preacher can preach on things because he wants what's best for the people he's preaching to. Maybe the harsh preacher really hates the people he's preaching to. That's possible. <laughs> yeah, that's very possible. Maybe he just, maybe the hard preacher views his congregation and his audience as a group of people who uh, he wants them to develop into something great for Jesus Christ. And, and he, he's pushing them up. Maybe that's the hard preacher is doing that. Maybe the harsh preacher is one who sees people as objects. In a, in a serial killer sense, people, they, they see them as objects and and, and, and things that I can manipulate and hurt for my pleasure. That's what a serial killer thinks like. I don't know. There may not be much difference between the psychology of a serial killer and the psychology of a harsh preacher. I would say that psychologically there's not much difference between a serial killer and Kenneth Copeland. I personally think Kenneth Copeland is, is a serial killer with a Bible in a pulpit in a ministry in a 501c3. That's what I think Kenneth Copeland is. You can believe whatever you want to believe. But guys, I want to tell you right now that the heart of the hard preacher is one that he wants what God has for you. He wants God's best for you, and he is willing to offend you if that's what it takes to get you in a place where you are right with God. And we need more men like that today, for sure. That man right there is very, he's really not very common. He's hard to find, but if you can find one, you ought, to, you ought to hang on to him and use and bless him and ask God, ask God to protect him and keep him safe. And that'll be a great thing. So, Brother Johnny, what are your thoughts on hard preaching versus harsh preaching? You ever heard any harsh sermons in your life? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think a lot can deal with the, with the heart of the actual man that's their, their lifestyle, their heart, the way they are. You know, if, if Paul wouldn't have given us all the details, we wouldn't really know what his heart was on this. Like, yeah. he, you know, he was, he, he, you know, he gave all the details on here. If we didn't know that or know that about him, I think that can change the aspect of a person too. And so their, their personal lives play a role in it too. Yeah, sure. As well. And so, yeah, well, I, th I think when, when you, when you preach, the audience can sense that yeah, I think to they some can, degree. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've heard, I've heard men get up and just roast. I mean, I'm talking about roast a congregation and, uh, and, 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 but, but when you walked away, you, you knew that man loved you. You right. knew that man. And I, I remember walking off the football field after many times after I blew a play and, oh man, I, that guy, that, that coach let me have it. But I knew, I knew he wanted us to win. And I knew that that's where he was coming from. If you do not do this, we will not win. And I, I was a, I, you know, look, I, I could go home and sleep at night knowing that that, that was the goal. Yeah. And I was okay with it. You know, he, he called me all kinds of things. Yeah. You know? I, yeah, I had coaches like that that are, you know, they just like 
why are you so hard on me? Yeah. But they knew they were trying to push you to that next level to be better, mm. not to bring me down, but to actually lift me up. Yeah. You know, and to, to take me to that next level. Yeah. So. Well, see, I got four kids, and sometimes you got to have a come to Jesus meeting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you, yeah. you, you got you got to have you, you got to have a, a talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so, and uh, uh, you know, I mean, you, you got to, you got to. Because and, and it's because it's not because I, I hate that person, that child It's because I want you to grow up and be a functioning adult and enjoy all the pleasures of having, you know, having a good character and all the benefits of all that. Not being some crazy, not, not being another one of these degenerate, you know, creeps that's running around the world. I want you to be a good, well-adjusted, confident, com- competent and confident. Mm-hmm. We know some competent some adults that are not competent, don't we, Brother Johnny? <laughs> we do. We know a few of those. And I want you to grow up to not be one of those. And I'm willing to hurt your feelings for the temporary time so that you can be one of those. That's good. And that's that's the, that's the whole point of all this, Brother Johnny. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Paul's saying here. So, I mean, but I see it all the time in sports. You've had coaches that beat you up, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the baseball's a little different, but, yeah, I mean, Especially the late, the later years into high school, yeah, it was, it was pretty tough. Yeah, you know, I was like, just chill. I'm trying to do this, but you know, they kept pushing and pushing. And you finally get there. Yeah, you know, and they they've been trying to been trying to get you there because if they weren't if they weren't harsh, if they are not harsh, but they weren't hard, mm-hmm. then you would have never got there. Yeah, you know, sure. If 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 Paul didn't do how he did, it, the they would have never got there. Yeah, they would have never got it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I remember we, we went uh, we went to Georgia one Thanksgiving to see my parents and family at the high school football playoffs was on, mm. and Decula High School was in the playoffs, and Decula High School was on TV, and uh, that's the school I played for. And uh, I said, let's let's just watch this. I want to see what's going on in high school football. Well, this kid got out there on the field and got in a fight. Okay. And they pulled him off the field, 15-yard penalty, all this kind of stuff. And um, and man. Uh, the coach went over there, and I'm talking about it was blood and guts, <laughs> blood and guts. And my wife was shocked. She said, "That man is like, is he going to hurt that teenage boy?" <laughs> I said, "No." I said, "No, he's he's helping him." She goes, "Are you serious? That's what you call helping him?" Yeah. I said, "Yeah, he's that boy right now is getting a lot of help on that TV." Yeah. And and you could see it. The kid was just just he was mad, and the coach. I'm talking about the coach was. Blood and guts was the coach was was like losing his stack on this young man, just completely out of his mind, boiling angry. I'm talking about taking his taking his playbook and just swinging it, just you know, just cussing that boy. And I said, he's helping him. He's helping him because you got to realize you can't do that. Right. That's 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 not how this works. You can't go out there and and, and throw a fit and, and and hit somebody with a helmet on. Yeah. Punch them in the face, and they got a helmet on, and, and you all you do was back up your team fifteen yards. You can't do that. No, that's not allowed. Mm-hmm. And that young uh, that young man got some help. And so I, I think today we when we talk about this, brother Johnny, I think that a lot of people when he said Paul said I mean Paul said it right here, verse four, great is my boldness of speech towards you. I think I think what he means by that he said you know guys look, I said some straight things to you. Yeah, I was I, yeah I shot straight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't hold back. But what's but but what's the difference? I think the the I think a harsh preacher can do that, but a harsh preacher can't do the verse before. Mm-hmm. 
He says, for I have said before that you are in our hearts to live, to die and to live with you. I don't think that I don't think that's true of the harsh preacher. I think it's true of the hard preacher, but not the harsh preacher. Yeah. The, har and, the uh, harsh wants to beat down and keep you down. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think he, I think he wants to control you. Yeah. The hard preacher is, is telling you things that are hard to lift you up to to bring you, to make you better, to be closer to Christ. Yeah. I, well, I, I think I, maybe maybe the best way to put it, I don't know. I, I'm open to whatever here. I think the hard preacher wants to control you, mm -hmm. but I, I, the harsh preacher wants to control you. But I think the hard, pre, the hard preacher wants you to get to where God controls you. Yeah. And I think that's probably a good way to put that. And uh, there is a big difference. There is a big difference, ladies and gentlemen. And I tell you what, I, I, I don't mind being a hard preacher if the Lord directs me to be one. And I don't mind that at all. But I think that there's, I think this is the need of the hour. We need some men that have great boldness of speech towards the world. Uh, you know, look, there, there are young people right now that they are being, they are being manipulated into going to this transgender stuff. They need some great boldness of speech directed towards them. Yeah. They really do. Right now, right now, there's some 14-year-old girl sitting off somewhere, and she's been told by some doctor and some stupid mama somewhere saying, "Hey, if you, if you, okay, if you have these feelings, let's get you on some pills and let's start doing some this, that, the other." And and, and you know what? That that 14-year-old girl needs some great boldness of speech directed towards her. Now, that is not what you want to do. You do not want to go down that road. You do not want that in your life. That is that is a something that will cost you. You need great boldness of speech to you so that you don't go down that road. And, uh, you know, I mean, Lord have mercy. That's exactly right. And uh, so I'm trying to look. Y'all are in the – what are they talking about in the comment section right they now? They can't hear Johnny or I. Well, they can't hear us? They yeah, can't hear me either? I don't think they heard anything you said. Some people, were, some people said – well, Your truth, Johnny. I, I guess they heard me. <laughs> Some people like, oh, well, <laughs> well, it's you know, it's 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 good to the guy sitting right there next to the soundboard <laughs> reading all these comments about people Johnny can't yeah, like heard. I, I'm not saying, can <laughs> y'all hear me? Let me know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think we're good, guys. Yeah. So, hey, I uh, want to remind you guys again that are out there watching. We've got these two CDs for sale. We got uh, Brother Wesley's CD, and then we got the Brown Family CD. Both of them have a link in the in the description tonight. You can order these off PayPal. We will ship these to your front door for free us only right now at this time and uh, we will do that matter of fact let's play let's play one of the brown family's uh, songs right now this has really been uh, the one that everybody seems to like we'll play this one and then we'll be right back guys okay god bless you Perfect. 
Johnny's wife just texted and said the recording area looks good. I said, she's talking about you or the recording area. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so, yeah, it does look pretty good. we got the uh, we got the psychedelic space thing going up here, and uh, that's really good. And we've got the, stair, the stairway to heaven over there, and uh, that's really cool. So appreciate that. And uh, Alicia is, uh, is, is being a blessing. So thank yes. God <laughs> for that. And uh, so i uh, got uh, two, actually three people have ordered one during the live stream tonight. Uh, we only have about 40 of those. CDs. So when they're gone, they're gone, guys. We're going to try to make those available to everybody uh, and try to offer that to you, and uh, that'll be good. So do we need another joke, Brother Johnny? Let's get another Let's joke get going. Another yeah. joke uh, here. <laughs> jokes. There was one earlier that said, what what the <laughs> Buffalo say their son when they left him at camp? I don't know. Bye, son. <laughs> That's pretty good. Pretty good, simple one. Um. Let's see. I'm I'm gonna read some of these by faith. I don't even know what they. I don't even know. By so, um, let's see here. 
I went by house. Somebody was swearing awful. I said to the son, who was that swearing so bad at your house as I passed? Said he, it was Paul. He was late for Sunday school and couldn't find his Bible. These jokes are terrible. <laughs> these are not funny. Some of these, yeah, thank you. So, um, let's see here. An Indian attended a service one Sunday, but was unimpressed. When asked about the preacher's sermon, he said, High wind, big thunder, no rain. I like that. That's yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's, like, that's more like truth than a joke, though. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. funny, though. <laughs> a girl who is an avid fan of radio closed her prayer with these words, God bless, God bless Mama and Daddy, Amen, and FM. <laughs> that's, that's stupid. Uh, what? These are really old. <laughs> this is an old book, man. I love it. Oh, boy. In one town where I held a meeting, the paper reported Leon Hill came to our town for a revival meeting and did nobody any harm. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? These are the worst. Um,. The choir sang, I waited on the Lord, and the preacher had preached on promptness, a Christian virtue. What? <laughs> How are these Who wrote jokes? these? <laughs> Who's allowed to put these in a joke? Uh, here's one. Here's one. Uh, someone asked the preacher if he believed in election. He said, yes, sir. The Lord is voting for me. The devil is voting against me. <laughs> and the way I cast my ballot is the way the election goes. <laughs> Amen. So I don't want to get the Calvinist mad at me. <laughs> That's not. Uh, I thought you were one though. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a video out there now, guys, saying that I'm a Calvinist, and uh, so uh, you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't see how anybody can watch this live stream and look at Johnny's hair and say we're Calvinist. Right. So That's right. <laughs> anyway, some of you say we're contemporary. I don't know. So anyway, um, yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll shave it for enough money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How much money? I don't know. I knew that was coming. Yeah, name, name your price, Judas. I could get away with the old man haircut. Just leave the sides. I'm already gray. So yeah, just, yeah. You could. You could. Yeah. That would take a lot of money, though. Hey, speaking of which, um, I think during the live, uh, during, uh, at the end of the month, Brother Johnny, I think we're going to do a 24-hour live stream. Oh, man. You want to do one? Bring on the energy drinks. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to do one. And, and here's why. Um, and you guys pray for us. Uh, we actually have a, 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 a we're, uh, we're going to be working, of course, and we have been for years now, uh, working in Kenya. And we've got some needs over there that I need to raise some money for. And uh, I want to try to raise $20,000 for our Kenya ministry. And uh, so I'm thinking, what I'm thinking is, um, uh, is to... Do a do a live stream until we raise that money. What do you think of that, Johnny? That would be good. I think that I think yeah. that'd be good. I mean, if we did it in twelve, we could just cut it short. Yeah, <laughs> we we'll we'll go we'll live stream for forty eight hours if we have to <laughs> until we raise the twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, so some I mean, a bank should approve a loan pretty quick with forty eight. I mean, yeah. just, just expedite it. Come on, yeah. tell me that guy's live streaming. Come on, they're not sleeping. Until I'll it gets sell approved. Gizmo and put half the <laughs> money. Do it. Uh, to, no. And buy a bigger dog. 
no, I won't do that. And, uh, so, uh, but we, we're, we're thinking about uh, getting ready to do a, uh, probably, I, I'm thinking, Brother John, at the end of the month, like uh, the 30th of June is the end of, is the last, is Thursday, and it's the last day in June. And I'm thinking about doing a 24-hour live stream starting on the, on June, on June 30th. So, we're going to pray about that. Uh, let me know, guys. Uh, Jerry Lewis will not be there, and uh, that's for <laughs> sure. And uh, Alibaba wants to know if Jerry Lewis will be there. We're, we're going to call this the Dr. Matters Telethon. What do you think? Oh, there you go. What do you think of that? <laughs> I think that'd be really good. The Doctrine Matters Telethon. And uh, we'll do that until until we raise $20,000, and uh, that'll be good. So you guys uh, you guys, let us know if you uh, if you want to be a part of that. Leave me a comment in the comment section seeing if that's uh, if that's a good idea, if you'd be a part of that. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, I can stay in here and sleep on the couch and just play a couple movies, and uh, so— <laughs> And uh, that'll be good. And then uh, Yusuf says, uh, uh, when is your gaming channel coming out? Brother Johnny, should we, should we start a gaming channel? Yeah, let's do it. You want to play Elden Ring for yeah. a few hours? <laughs> I've never uh, played it, so. And uh, get on there. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, that's the most demonic game. <laughs> is it really? It's, it's over the top. <laughs> like, over the top, excessive demonic. Like, <laughs> like how, how much can we put in here? <laughs> like, I get it, it's a game, but I'm talking. <laughs> There's things in there that would make a, a police detective go, whoa. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, and uh, so um, let's see. Could, Dupree says, could you imagine how weird that 24 hours will get towards the end? Oh. We do too, and it's <laughs> we, and dollar mint breaks out. <laughs> oh, and then the Australian accent happened in two hours. Can you imagine what happened in six hours? Bro, this this, this is gonna be really bad. That might be the worst idea. It might be. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, let's see. Peach Sangria says, "There's a Calvin's Coffee Company, the boo that chooses you." <laughs> 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 that's really funny. Uh, the Calvin's me. So that's true. <laughs> so, um. Let's see. Kristen said, Kristen's one of our editors. She just texted me. She said, I was going to post a Brother Cloud article about video games tomorrow. Do it, Kristen. Or, or Kirsten. I'm sorry. I got your name wrong. I read it wrong. And uh, so, uh, yeah, do that. That'll be good. What about the Michigan accent? Hello, guys. I'm up here in Michigan. Hey, really preaching the Bible. <laughs> we raise a thousand dollars. I'll stop preaching in a Michigan accent. That's still right. Amen. You know, if we do a 24 hour live stream, I'm going to have to hook an Xbox up in here and I'm going to have to do something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I'm not gonna be able to talk. No, uh, no. <laughs> I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll, we'll do son We'll do a Sonic Racing tournament. There you go. <laughs> How about that? Can we last stream from the golf course? <laughs> can we do that? Um, can we? I don't know. We'd have to have Let's a battery out there because my phone ran out of battery. Yeah, so it, it, we could do it. Yeah, I've got like a wireless brick charger. We could do it. We'd have to plug it into the uh, to a car battery and put the car battery on the <laughs> yeah. thing there. So, yeah. and uh, that that'd be good. We'll we'll do that. We'll do that. So, uh, you guys, let me know in the comment section. I'm not seeing anybody saying yes. This is a good idea. I don't think anybody's listening. That means about it. I don't think they are. <laughs> I, I'm convinced the people who watch this live stream do not watch this live stream. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Wesley's back there laughing. <laughs> I am convinced that the people who watch this live stream do not watch this live stream. And uh, Doreen Desir is one of the people who is why actually watching this live stream and says uh, as, in 24 hours as of as many accents as it uh, as as you can do it and I'm for it 
Hey, Michael T's got an idea. Do a Mario Kart tournament. Yeah, let's there do that. Go. We'll bring the Switch in here, and uh, not the not the not the one you spank kids with, but the Nintendo <laughs> Switch. <laughs> Switch. And uh, that'll be good. And then uh, so anyway, so okay, we got one person says Greta idea. Greta idea. Greta. How dare you? <laughs> this is all wrong. George Soros told me to say this, and I'm here to to chastise you adults for doing climate change. And when I turn 18, the left will have will not be able to use me for manipulative color, being that I'm a child. I said color cover, <laughs> cover. And they will throw me out like a dirty T-shirt. Okay, Ben Everson, I just tuned in. You guys are talking about a 24-hour straight. Wow, is that a good idea, Ben? I want to know. If, I want to know what the great Ben Everson thinks. And uh, that'll be important. We got. We got to make sure. Um, we got to make sure. And see, Megan says this. My typos are bad. <clears throat> Take a week. Do you see that ticket sweep? Oh, I don't see it. Oh, I missed it. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, you need guests, live music, and let us call in. Johnny, we need to figure that out. We need to do like uh, we need to do like Jesse Lee Peterson and have people call in. Yeah. How do we do that? Uh, I mean, we can always get a like a uh, an IP line. Mm -hmm. on, we can just do it on our phones and then connect it to the board. So, but we have to figure out a way to. Is there a way we could do like a Google line on a yeah. laptop and then click, you know, hang up phones and that kind of stuff? So, yeah. left. Let's do that. I think we can. Let's yeah. do that. I think we can figure it out. We'll have people call in. We'll have one eight hundred Doctor Matters, <laughs> and uh, you guys call in on that. That'll be fun. And uh, so yeah, do call ins like Alex Jones. Look, I tell you, I don't even believe it anymore. I just can't. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> hey, did you see that Mark Dice video he put out the other day where he showed the video that got Alex Jones's third strike on YouTube? Uh uh no. Oh, he was he was talking about these people that go into the libraries and read, like they're dressed as women. They read to kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He's like, these people are dressed like a bunch of space aliens. <laughs> they're dressed like a bad bunch of big fat goblin space aliens. Want to sit their kids on your lap and read books to them? That's so stupid. He threw he threw his chair, <laughs> and, and and YouTube gave him a strike. His third one, they got him off the platform. Oh, <laughs> it was the man. it was the most righteous rant I've ever seen. Oh, <laughs> it was glorious. Anyway, and so. It, it was awesome. I, I'm going to play that out here someday. <laughs> yeah, Bunch of space that. demon goblins. Want to go in there and read the kids. I'm, I'm sick of it. Just <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. And so I, I thought it was great. So Olivia Sagamonian says, I'd watch the 24-hour live stream. And uh, that's exactly right. Is your last name again? Sagamonian. <laughs> Sagamonian, Sagajuia, Sagamon, yeah. So, oh boy, yeah. But we, we could definitely do that, and uh, better get a call screener if you do that. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Howard Stern's people <laughs> yeah. all over this spam for sure. <laughs> uh, let's see, get Scott Polly on for twenty-four hours. I don't think he'd give me twenty-four minutes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, <laughs> please play that of Alex Jones. Bunch of space demon goblins want to go to the library. I'm so sick of it. I'm tired of it. They put some of the water making the frogs gay. It's out here. It's crazy. So, yeah, I think that's funny. So, yeah, we could do that. And uh, i tell you what, we need to get Wesley up here, get him ready to sing, and uh, we'll let him sit where Levi's sitting. We'll get that all ready. Brother Wesley, you ready to sing here in a minute? All right, we'll get Brother Wesley to sing here. And uh, what we'll do is, uh, can I just play one of your songs real quick before we do that? Forgiven, I'll, I'll be. Can I play that? Okay, and uh, you weren't planning on singing that one live, were you? Or were you? 
You can sing whatever. <laughs> like whatever. Le Levi can do whatever. Levi's flexible. He, he, uh, you know, uh, Bruce Lee said, be like water. Yeah. Fill up glass, go down river, be flexible like water. Brother Wesley is like water tonight. So he's flexible and he's a blessing. So. Was that, was that pretty good, Brother Wesley? He didn't appreciate that. But anyway. Oh. All right, guys. Get your CD in the live, in the live, whatever. It's in the description of this video. <laughs> get your get your CD, Forgiven I'll Ever Be. Levi's going to play a little bit of it. And uh, we're going to get that ready. God bless you. We'll be right back. Faithful's what I long to be in this race I run. Yet so often I find myself regretting what I've done. It's only through His blood and by His grace you're looking at me. Faithful I've not always been, but forgiven I'll ever be. It's not the worst that I have done, I've said it here today. It's only through the love of God's own Son, that's why I stand and say, I have failed so many times and had to bow
Ladies and gentlemen, I feel like Dave Letterman and uh, the Foo Fighters are here. No. Hey, Johnny, we might need to adjust that camera. You want to get up there and get ready to see if we can figure that out? And uh, we'll, we'll see if we can get that squared away centered on, on the big time Wesley. So the Baptist John Denver's here, and uh, he is a blessing. And we appreciate Brother Wesley. How long have I known you, Brother Wesley? About two years now? Right at it, yeah. Yeah, and, and that was back in your bodybuilding career right. and uh, all that kind of stuff you had going on. So uh, praise the Lord for that. And that, that, that is obviously not taken very well, has it? No. Not anyway, well. yeah. Uh, how 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 big was your last baby that y'all had how, when they were born? How, how much did it weigh? Uh, five pounds and 14 ounces. Yeah, see, between you and your wife, both y'all together ain't 200 pounds, are you? Just a little bit over. Yeah, a little bit over. Yeah, I think it's, I, yeah, because I was bigger than that when I was like seventh grade. So I just, it's just funny to me, man. So, but anyway, we love Brother Wesley. And uh, Brother Wesley, you go ahead and sing for us the sweet psalmist of Shepherdsville. Amen. So God bless you, brother. We'll see you. All right. I think this song uh, probably be the best one to fit after what we talked about tonight. Thank God for preaching. What's the answer for our day? Friend, it's preaching the old-fashioned way. There's not a need this Bible can't be. So preachers wear back and preach like a dying man. Two dying men don't be afraid to preach on my sin like a man on
That's pretty good, Brother Wesley. I, I'm glad I taught you everything you know. And uh, you, you're doing good over there, man. Hope you guys are enjoying that and uh, looking in the comments section. And, uh, and Cheryl's got a link in there uh, for you guys to go ahead and purchase this CD. If you want to go ahead, Brother Wesley's, uh, Brother Wesley's got those there and uh we, we're going to be enjoying that so brother wesley how when did you start singing were you were you like a one of those three-year-old prodigies that knew how to do everything and you know all that kind of stuff no when did you start way too backward yeah i sang in front of people the first time when i was 16 16 wow so did they make you get up there no no, I finally got convic convicted enough. And I just done it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. That's good. So, and uh, and now that you're 17 years old, you've uh, you've been doing it about a year now. Yeah. So that's good. That's good, man. Well, I appreciate you, man. Um, so this this whole CD, uh, you you recorded that at your home, didn't you? I did it at the church. At the church. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Very good. Well, sounds good. I appreciate that. And uh, you got another? You got a few more for us? Sure. Okay. You want to do some autograph CDs tonight? That's what the people want. Um, we, 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 got, we got the Sharpie and we got Wesley here. We may as well do some autograph CDs tonight. So that'll be good. Let's do that. All right. Go ahead, Brother Wesley. What's the next song you got? Uh, it's good to be safe. sing now 
can I sing now? Sing it. It's good to be saved. I, I don't know what the words, nothing. So, no, I won't sing. I don't want to do nothing because I'm, I'm not talented like that. But uh, Brother Wesley is. And uh, does your, your wife sings with you sometimes, right? She does. Yeah. yeah. So when we do the 24-hour live stream, she needs to come in here and sing with you a little bit. Yeah. I'm <laughs> be sure good. we can work that out. Yeah. You got all 24 hours to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And if, and if you do it and it's it's a bomb, we can just take a, take a break and come back, you know, tomorrow <laughs> and do it again. <laughs> That'll be good. And so we need to do that. The Doctor Matters Telethon. I think, what do you think? I think it's a good idea. Would you show up for a little while? Maybe, Absolutely, I would. And maybe preach or something like that? Sure. Okay, that might, might be good. We might just do that. We got to, Johnny, we got to set up like a little pulpit right over here. Yeah. Something like that. What do you think? Yeah, we can do it. I, I think got, that'd be good. I got one I can bring. Well, I, well uh, yeah, we're going to need one. Is it a skinny one? You're going to need a skinny pulpit. Yeah. That'd be good. <laughs> so, and uh, maybe, maybe we have Johnny do something too. I don't know. But Johnny, would you preach a message or something? I can bring something to the people. Yeah, the, the people, the people want Johnny, and uh, that's for sure. So, well, praise the Lord. Well, you got how many more you got in you tonight? Whatever you want, brother. Okay, let's. Why don't we do two more? We'll go until we get demonetized. Well, <laughs> you got it. You got any Slipknot songs or something like that ready to go or what? You know, I'm gonna kill everybody. You know, something like that. That'd be that'd be gross. That would shock the life out of me if you did that. Yeah. I keep that in mind for the 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's getting about an hour and a half, and I'm already getting loopy, so this is not good. So go ahead and sing, Brother Wesley. God bless you. I was bound when he found me, headed for hell, and I had no hope down in sin's prison cell. But he paid my part in that glorious day, and now it's with joy I gladly proclaim. I'm free from the guilt, I'm free from the shame, I'm free from sin's shackles, I'm free from sin's chains. For God so loved, he gave his son for me, I am free, yes, free indeed. In this Christian life, you may stumble and fall, but First John 1 John 1.9 says to give him a call. If you will confess, he'll forgive all your sin, and without a doubt, you'll be shouting again. I'm free from the guilt. I'm free from the shame. I'm free from sin's shackles. I'm free from sin's chains. For God so loved, he gave his son for me. I am free, yes, free indeed. I am free, yes, free indeed. Let's do it. Try to make sure I'll do when I remember the words too. That'd be a blessing, wouldn't it? Well, that, that's part of it. So, no, you, you, what? No, I'll tell you what you need to do. Here's a little trick. Let me help you. I'm gonna help you, brother. And uh, I'll, I'll help you with a little trick that I learned. If you ever get in a place where you like you're singing in church and you forget the words, just just go start going. <laughs> and and everybody thinks you're getting blessed, and it gives you a mental break. You just go like that, and, and, and that's a little secret I learned. Yeah, 
And the farther south you are, the more effective that is. <laughs> so, you know, if you do that on this next song, I'm going to know you're faking it. But <laughs> I have to do like I did a minute ago and just strum for a second until I figure it out. I, I have done that. I have done that. I got to where I forgot the chords in the middle of the song. Well, we've been there. Yeah. I <laughs> understand. Yeah, I've uh, I've had all kinds of bad things yeah, happen while I've I forgotten sing. what keys I'm playing in. So. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I had a guy have a seizure one time in the middle of my sermon, and uh, I thought he was mad at me, so I just kept preaching. <laughs> it didn't go real well. <laughs> so, I need to stop talking. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> I met my friend down on my knees one blessed day in prayer. I was drowning in my sea of sin with nothing but despair. That's when he reached down his hand for me and saved my sin-sick soul. I'll sing his praise every day. I want the world to know. During the uh, 24 hour live stream, I think we'll let Levi sing one. And uh, I think that'll work. What do you think? It's a trio together. Yeah, you want to? Yeah. See, I got I got a keyboard we bought for my daughter. We can plug that in over there and just run it into the soundboard. And uh, so we can have a piano. That'll, that'll work real well. And uh, so 
I don't know. Brother John's going to help us with the chords for all that. So uh, not the not the piano chords, but the the electrical wire chords. So that's going to be a thing. So yeah, and uh, brother John, you, you caught that right, Johnny? Okay, sounds good. We're gonna, we're going to need some help with that. That's going to be a mess. So anyway, our, our church is in a building project right now. Is this a good time to do this, Johnny? <laughs> May not be. I think. Uh, I'm going to do it anyway. And uh, so y'all quit building on that church. Come over here. <laughs> Build on this. So I don't think that'll work real well. Anyway, so uh, Brother Wesley, you've been a blessing to us, man. Everybody's commenting in the section, uh, the comment section there, live chat, how they've enjoyed it. And uh, so, uh, and we got, you know, Crystal Smith saying, uh, yay. That's, that's Canadian for good job singing. And uh, so, yeah, just want to let you know that. And uh, so a lot of folks out there are enjoying that. Got a request. Uh, someone, uh, Ray Matthews wants to know if you would sing a long black train. Uh, do you know how to sing that one? I don't. I don't either. I don't either. So do you know uh, Gangster's Paradise? No. You know, we've been spending most of our life living in a gangster's paradise. You don't know that one? Do you know uh, Back in Black? Maybe a little bit. Oh, okay. Well, Rachel Bentley says, love this one. So she, I mean, she liked your song. So, and uh, so maybe, maybe when I go to Michigan, I, I want to see Brother Cook in Michigan. And, uh, and we're going to have a, I'm going to have a good talk with him. He's going to, we're going to, we're going to have a good time with him. So that'd be good. So, all right. Well, you got one more with you tonight. You can do one more, you think? Yeah, I'll do one more. I will do a request and only because it was requested brother spencer sent me a screenshot a while back of uh it might have been ray matthews uh somebody re somebody requested that i sing uh, i'm on the winning side and i'll yeah. tell you what i thought when i read that who in the world want to hear me sing i'm on the winning side after you've already heard mm -hmm. dr curtis hudson singing yeah and uh but uh, i guess we'll try it can you do it yeah good well, go ahead, man. Once I drifted out in sin, and I had no peace within, and my soul was burdened down with pride. Then my Savior came along, and he told me that I was wrong. And he placed me on the winning side. Well, I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Out in sin, no more will I Yes, I'm on the winning 
Thank you so much for that.